Welcome to Project Giveback Connects, an extension of Project Giveback in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Giveback Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Project Give Back Connects Season 3, Episode 2. Just this week, we were in one of our Grade 5 classrooms, and we were speaking about the power of music. And I asked the children, what is it about music? What, what does it do for you? And one child said, it feeds my insides. And another one said, it helps me cry when I need to. Another one commented, it just makes me want to dance. And another one said, music is my world. Imagine that, grade five student, music is my world. So, of course, I thought of the Stevie Wonder song, Sir Duke. Music is a world within itself. It's a language we all understand. And then I thought of my Jakey. Because Jacob couldn't see or speak but yet he felt the music. It was a world he understood. What is it about music that is so deep and touches all of us? Is it the melody? Is it the lyrics? Is it the beat? Or is it all of the above? It's just so easy to click a button and listen to one of your favorite songs, but to play it, well, that's a different story. That's discipline, that's hard work. And to master it, well, <laughs> that's years and years and years of hours and effort and God-given talent. Well, today we have some musical legends here with us. But before I introduce our first guest, I want to tell you a story. When Jake was eight months old, he was in the hospital and we were there for a few months. He wasn't responsive. So I called my friend Kayla and said, Kayla, will you come and sing to Jakey? Jakey loved Kayla. So down she came with her guitar and she walked into Jakey's hospital room. And if you know Kayla, you know that she can make this amazing sound with her mouth. She goes, I can't do it, but only she could do it. So she comes in and she makes that sound and she takes out her guitar and she starts to play and Jacob smiled. It was that day that we learned how Jacob was going to communicate and that was through music. So Kayla is here with us today. She is a prominent figure in the children's music scene. She's been playing music for more than 30 years and teaching children about the joy music brings to all of us. She's been playing guitar and singing since she was nine years old. She's an educator. She's a writer. She's a performer. She's an entertainer. She's written three popular CDs, one called The Purple Birthday Cake, my favorite, another called Come Spin With Me, and another called Splish Splash Kerplash. She won a Parents' Choice Award for that one. 
She's performed on small screens and massive stages. And she's here with us. Kayla, hello. Welcome to Project Give Back. Ellen, thank you so much. That's such a sweet introduction, honestly. Wow. So when you first asked me to come on here, I thought, oh my God, I'm no legend. I'm just somebody who got really lucky. But in, if I was to tell you a little bit about my experiences, it began also when I was very young. My first introduction to music was my nursery school teacher, who we were really lucky. There was a nice piano in the room. And she would sit down and she would play songs. And if we were really good, she would bring out the musical instruments and she would hand us each one and we would march around the room and we got to experience music. And it's kind of an interesting full circle that I would go from that memory and that experience in my body and soul to end up being a children's entertainer and a children's music teacher. So my journey began when I was young and I grew up in a small town, which was Stratford, and there was very little technology. So what did you do in a small town with nothing to do? One movie theater and a new movie came every three months is you would pick up an instrument. And I picked up a guitar and all of my best friends picked up a guitar too. And we would go down to the river and we would teach each other. We would jam, we would play, we would think about what we wanted to do. And I proclaimed very young that I was going to be Joni Mitchell because that was my idol. I wanted to sing, I wanted to write, and I wanted to perform. And I was ready to go on the road. And my parents put a full stop on that and said, no, you're not going to go play in a band at 18. You're going to go get a university degree in music if that's what you want to do. And then we'll talk about it. And when I was in university, one of my colleagues said, you know, I got this great summer gig. You know, you, it's like ear training and they're paying you. And I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. And what it was was to play music for kids at a summer camp. So I'm at a summer camp, I'm playing music and I'm thinking, wow, these are the songs that I had when I was a kid. What else is out there? So I started listening and I heard Raffi and Sharon Lois and Bram and all of those peoples, and they became my next idol because I thought, okay, I'm going to start seeing if I could write a children's song because I was already writing adult songs. And the formula is similar. You got to have a good hook. You got to have a great idea. And writing children's music is very different than writing an introspective adult song because you get to talk about fun things like colors or friendship or days of the week or, or food or anything that's kind of in child's wheelhouse. So I uh, went on to play music at this camp and at this camp they invited me to come to one of their kids' birthdays. And at that birthday, I also was like so nervous, what am I gonna sing at this child's birthday? The parents that were there said, Kayla, would you come to my house on a weekly basis and sing to the kids? And my in-home music programs began. And that is where I met Alan and Jacob in an in-home music class with all the little children sitting on parents' knees and me learning sort of by the seat of my pants, all these different things that kids would react to and would like to be interested in. Um, I went on after that to write a children's musical 
and it was performed. It's called The Wisdom of Winston, and it was performed at the YPT Theater. And I wrote a whole bunch of songs for this musical, which became the songs of my first album. Before you know it, somebody had heard this album and I was got, was rewarded with a factor grant and a management company. And then all of a sudden I'm Pokeroo sidekick for TV Ontario. I'm singing and performing on, on Treehouse Television and I'm doing concerts all over Canada and the US. And what I was supposedly thinking in my own mind was that I was gonna be a singer songwriter, performer in the similar style of Joni Mitchell. But what then I found out later in life was I wasn't going to be that kind of singer, songwriter, performer. I was going to be a children's entertainer. And suddenly the title was there. And what I learned was when a door opens that is very unexpected in your life, don't be afraid to walk through it because my walking through that door changed my entire life. It made me into uh, a children's entertainer. It gave me an opportunity to have a career that has lasted so long and has brought me so much joy. It's brought me to Jake's Jam, it's brought me to Ellen and all of you that are here today. So I cannot tell you enough that you've got to follow your dreams because they do come true. And also to remind you that at anything that you want to do in life in music, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of perseverance. Um, when Abby and Sarah come on, they'll be able to tell you that it's not an easy road. So will our friend Jack, but it's worth every minute of the enjoyment that you not only get within yourself, because I'm a guitar player, I get the pleasure of the vibration of an instrument on my heart when I play but the joy that you get from children experiencing your music or anyone, whatever kind of song that you're singing, that you can relate to them, that they can relate to you. And there's an interchange that's just magical. So thanks, Ellen. Thank you, Kayla. Kayla, will you give us a little bit of your boop, boop, boop thing? <laughs> Lip trumpet's always my favorite go-to. You really are amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. So you never know where you're going to meet your next friend. The next guest and I became fast friends. And yes, we both love music. But even more powerful is our love of our children. Our son, Jacob, and Jake Jack's daughter, Mercy, were classmates together at Park Lane School. Park Lane is a school for children with complex needs. I didn't know then that he was the Jack Lenz, composer extraordinaire. I just knew he was Mercy's dad and he was an incredible dad. Well, let me tell you, he's a Canadian composer. He's written, performed and produced for film, television and theater. He's written for large choirs in orchestras all over the world. He's toured with famous bands and written and produced songs for Andrea Bocelli, Celine Dion, Buffy St. Marie, Josh Groban, and the Canadian tenors. He's written scores for feature films and movies of the week, Disney, Discovery, so much more. 
He also wrote a song that many of you have heard before and probably sang it after the seventh inning, and it's called OK Blue Jays, Let's Play Ball. Well, OK, Project Give Back Connects. Here's Jack Lenz. Thank you so much, Ellen. Um, when, when you introduce me as Mercy's dad, it means that I'll, I'll have trouble speaking for even a minute. <laughs> <laughs> because those uh, those memories of of Park Lane and uh, Jacob and Mercy and being in the same classroom, having that experience of meeting so many amazing families and parents like Ellen and Jeff and their family, uh, really were very special. And I'll, I'll hold those memories forever as really remarkable. And it was through music, of course, that we got to meet and through being able to write a song with so many wonderful young people that contributed uh, to, to Jake's uh, um, song for his birthday uh, called I Rise Up. And that that's another remarkable memory. And I could spend my whole time just, <laughs> just talking about that, but then I just turned into a mush ball. So I know I wouldn't be much use, uh, but I, I feel like the, there are these things within our hearts, within everybody's heart, and they're called uh, what I what I refer to as noble sentiments, and that the purpose of art and the purpose of artists and Kayla, thank you. That was beautiful. I was really, I loved hearing your story about how how you got to where you are doing what you love, and I know that's where Abby and Sarah are, and all the wonderful artists that I've met through Ellen as well. But really, the purpose of art is to awaken those sentiments in our hearts. And of course, it's not hard if we're writing songs about Jacob or, or we're writing songs about uh, mercy, because that's where those real feelings of love and kindness and compassion really stem from. They stem from that awakening of the heart. And so I've really been so fortunate because that's what I've been able to spend my life trying to do and hoping that I could have that that impact where art, uh, see, I, I think artists are like eyes, the eyes and ears of humanity. And they're, they're meant, uh, artists are meant to kind of awaken those sentiments in us. And they're also meant to help us go up what I call the ladder of music. Because the music is like a ladder by which the soul, the feeling center, the heart of a person can actually ascend this ladder and see something or feel something maybe they've never felt before. And so it's that awakening of that, um, uh, that power of music, that power of like just what you were saying at the, <laughs> about the kids talking about music uh, that, that, you were, that you were talking about in the beginning, Ellen, that, that feeling that it brings, that it becomes your whole life. It becomes something that maybe is just gives you an idea or a feeling that you've never had before. And that feeling leads you to some beautiful experience. It leads you to beauty. It leads you to compassion. It leads you to kindness. Um, and that that's all connected to the powers of the imagination and curiosity. Because without imagination and curiosity, we really would be lifeless when you think about it. But music is something that reverberates within the soul and leads us to to being able to 
experience something that maybe we've never never had a chance to see we've never had a chance to feel before and and i i i remember reading a story about einstein where he you know he struggled with school <laughs> he he struggled with how he was how he was going to fit in and he had this curious mind but really what really awakened that was music in him and he said that he said music taught him because he loved playing the violin and he loved playing Bach and that music he said awakened in him a sense of order a sense of peace a sense of that the world was really a harmonious place well, most of us know when we look around us that it's not too harmonious. We don't really experience the world as a place of beauty and harmony all the time. But it's interesting how music can make you feel that way. And then it can lead you to acting in such a way because really it leads you to being a better human, right? A better human being, a human being that has compassion and feeling and empathy for others. So I would really encourage anybody that's interested in the arts in finding a way to awaken that, that sensibility in themselves. And what a glorious journey it is, right? And uh, I, I think it's also, there's, a, there's an essay, and I'll, I'll end with this, by Leo Tolstoy called What is Art? And uh, Leon Tolstoy, and it's such an interesting thing because he talks about two things that are really important. He says, all great art is universal. And the second thing he says that all art comes from a religious or a spiritual impulse in us. And he says, when we combine the universal and the spiritual, we often create something which really helps us to transcend the, the what Pablo Cassell's called uh, the dust of everyday life right? Uh, where we can transcend the dust of everyday life and experience something which really opens our hearts, opens our imaginations, our curiosity, and makes us more compassionate and kind. And that's, that's, that's really what I think the journey of the artist is about. And I really hope that through, through uh, music, that, that all of these uh, young people coming up will experience that feeling. Thank you for that, Jack. Oh my gosh, what brilliant people. We're so lucky to have you guys here. Thank you, Jack. You guys gotta check out Jack's website, Jack Lens Music. Um, he's a true legend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, that's very sweet. So speaking about music, many of you know that Every Sunday for years, we had concerts in our home. And for the last three years, we've had concerts on Zoom for a community of all ages, all abilities. Well, our next two guests, uh, as well as Kayla and Jack, they are regulars on those Sunday jams. But our next two guests are Abby and Sarah. They are two incredibly talented sisters who have been singing with Jakey and now the Jams for years. Even now, they're both in Halifax, they're at university, they're in their residence, and they tune in on Sundays and sing. Um, and they're here today. Hello, Abby and Sarah. Hey, everyone. Um, we're so excited and honored to be a part of this week's project, If That Connects. And I just want to say that it's been so amazing 
hearing um, everyone speak today and make such interesting points about music. It's been really, really nice. Um, so we know that this episode is about the power of arts. So we're gonna be singing a song that we wrote called On My Own. Um, we wrote this song a long time ago. I think we were in grade seven or eight. And basically the song is about when you feel the pressure of the world around you, whether that be feeling judgments from other people or that maybe sometimes people don't, it may feel like people don't have your best interests in mind, but it's just always important to remind yourself that as long as you love and support yourself, you're never truly alone. And so the final words of the chorus go, I'm on my own, but I'm not alone. So we hope you enjoy. guys thank you so much for being here and thank you for always showing up and 
you're so talented and so kind and and what role models to so many me too thank you both of you so much so it's time for our shining star last season you met arissa roy she was one of our past recipients of our esteemed award called the joey she is now 16 years old she's a youth activist she's an author she's an author she's a founder of project power global she was recently invited to the United Nations headquarters in New York City and presented the voice of youth. How cool is that? And she's here. Welcome, Arissa. Hello, everyone. My name is Arissa uh, Roy. I am from Toronto, Canada. I use she, her pronouns. And as Ellen said, I am a youth activist. Um, I was thinking about what I wanted to share today. and. I could talk about a lot of the different experiences I've had, and I, I will for sure do that. However, I wanted to just piggyback off of what everyone has been speaking about. Throughout um, the last three years, uh, when I really started my activism and I launched my own nonprofit organization called Project Power Global, music and art has been a crucial part of everything and if you get to know me you would know that i'm a quite creative person and i love using art in my advocacy work um and it was actually three or long time ago now uh when i went to india and had the first experience of investigating different systematic issues within a lot of developing communities um to learn about how youth are not receiving adequate access to education and a part of that was also the quality of education that young people receive um, as ellen mentioned uh, this year i was actually um, invited to attend the united nations transforming education summit which was a project um, or a sub summit to the general assembly that happened and one of the things i was able to speak about was the quality of education and Part of that is also the integration of art and music into um, curriculums around the world. So um, that's a, a interconnectedness that I saw between um, what we're talking about here and my work as well. Um, to kind of expand more on that, I did wanna share with you um, two of my current projects. Um, one, last year on my birthday, in um, February, I wrote a book in honor of my late grandmother who passed away. Um, I actually have it with me here today. And it's called Rocks to Ripples. And essentially, it is a children's book um, trying to teach young people that we all have the ability to make a difference in the world. I lost my grandmother um, actually on my birthday. and it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever experienced. And um, to deal with that grief, I reflected upon different lessons that she taught me. And one of them um, was that we're all change makers in our own community. And I know that's something that PGB teaches through the program. And so I decided that I would create a book um, to highlight that. And 
I was thinking about some of the memories that we shared together, my grandmother and I, and one of them was when we were at the lake throwing rocks and watching the beautiful ripples being created. And it was kind of an analogy for how um, we can all be rocks to create ripples of change in our own communities and in the world at large. Um, so that's another way creativity has helped me amplify this message. Um, and the second thing that I wanted to share with you all today is this summer I was traveling in India. I went back to India and Nepal um, actually, and I filmed a documentary and used my love of film and photography to document the stories of young people who are impacted by um, barriers to access to education, primarily young women and girls. And through that, I was able to learn um, through the power of storytelling how we can really make sure that systematic changes are made. And I was really lucky to be able to bring that back to my organization, uh, back to my team, um, and really figure out what um, needs to be improved in order to truly better education systems. And, you know, just a closing thought that I wanted to share um, is when I was speaking at a lot of the different se uh, segments within the conference, I had PGV in my heart and in my mind because it was one of the places where I truly saw an integration of the global citizenship aspect of life and young people and school, regular school. And um, I was able to share that in a few different sessions and I'm really grateful for that. So thank you everyone for listening to my story. And if I could just leave you all with one piece today, one message, it's truly that we all have the power to create some impact in the world. So anything you can do, whether that's check in with a friend, smile at a stranger, help someone you know pick up or like shovel snow when we get that oh i shouldn't be wishing that upon us too soon um but when that happens just any small acts they do truly create ripples of change so thank you so much and i um am so grateful for this opportunity arissa guys she's only 16. <laughs> arissa you know what's amazing some of us do create ripples you are creating a tidal wave. And we are so excited to see where you're going to go with your life and the changes you are going to make. So thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. All right, Lindsay, it's time for Kindness Corner with Lindsay at One to Give. Hi, everyone. What a powerful episode. And I echo everything that Arissa said. And Arissa, you are also just so incredible. Um, as Halloween is approaching, One to Give is asking this week that you think about Halloween through a lens of equity and inclusion. So that starts when you pick out your Halloween costume. That starts when you give out candy. Where you give it out? You know, do you have stairs? What kind of candy are you giving out? It starts when kids come to your door and maybe they look a little old, but maybe they've also missed some of these experiences over the last couple of years. Um, and having empathy is, you know, they struggle to pick some candy bars or maybe a child takes more than one. 
And looking at Halloween through that lens is also after Halloween. When you're left with so much candy that you don't know what to do with, consider giving some of it away. And not just the ones that you don't like, but the ones that you think would make someone else smile. So often in food banks, they see the same items. They see, you know, cans of tuna, tomato sauce, but everyone would enjoy something sweet. And you'd be surprised to see how many of the little pantries across the city on all the streets would love if a small amount of candy was left inside them. So one to give is wishing you a safe and sweet Halloween. And as always, kindness is contagious. As always, Lindsay, what an important message for all of us. Thank you so much for that. So everyone, I want to thank you all for coming. So nice to see you. Please share this episode with anyone who you think would love it. Uh, We are now... Uh, podcast. You can get our episodes anywhere you pick up your podcasts or of course on YouTube on our channel Project Give Back Connects. As always my message to you is let's be kind to one another, let's embrace one another, let's learn from one another and we'll see you soon. Open your heart today. Open your heart today.